I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. the season to be jolly la 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 after vacationing across America and throughout Europe take it Russ this holiday season the Griswolds are going to play it safe Clark we're stuck under a truck oops they're staying at home I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater Clark all Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. Didn't work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, I'm really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. What? <laughs> and Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very merry, iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. Hi, Jenna. I'm so excited to chat with you. This is our, unfortunately, our last episode of the season, but uh, fortunately, we're covering one of the greatest. Yes, we are. I know. I'm so glad to chat with you. This whole season has been so fun. I know. It's Rewatching so fun. the classics. 
And and I felt like this year we had a good mix of like old school classics like Home Alone and Christmas Vacation, and then some new stuff that was really fun to cover. Like uh, we did a Lifetime movie, a Netflix movie, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. This is your favorite movie, right? This is my favorite one of all time. And next year, you know, we'll, we're taking suggestions all the time. So I hope people, you know, reach out and, and give us some, some good ideas. Cause we'll be back next year. We might even, if we can get an opportunity to, we might throw an episode in the middle of the year or something like we did last year. We'll see. We're going to try our best because we love doing this and it's really fun, but, um, under promise over deliver is what we're going to do. And one more thing, Jenna, before we get to Christmas vacation, I want to say that uh, we have a very special guest at the end of this recap of or chat regarding Christmas vacation with uh, the one and only Marie Osmond, who I got to say, Jenna, Woo! my mom is like obsessed with. And people <laughs> yes. always reach out to me and ask me to get my mom um, on the podcast, especially my uh, Everything Iconic podcast. And, you know, she's very shy. She's not interested. Uh, but I did tell her that Marie Osmond was booked on this show. And so I had my mom zoom in. So my mom will be in the chat with Marie. And it's, I just hope everyone listens and enjoys it as much as I did. And I just hope everyone knows that it was like my mom's literal dream come true. Like when we had the opportunity to get Marie Osmond on the show, my mom was just beside herself it was literally like to her it's i don't know who's like the biggest star in the world like that's her biggest star in the world her biggest celeb that is so sweet what a great christmas present for your mom too that's so cool so jenna that's a great bonus do you remember speaking of bonus the christmas bonus and christmas vacation but do you remember the first time you saw this movie or or what's your history with this movie Yes. The first time I saw it was in junior high. And I only really knew Chevy Chase from early SNL. You know, I, don't, I hadn't seen any of his other stuff. Um, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious, even though I realize now watching it as an adult, so many of the jokes were completely over my head. All the innuendo. I had no idea any of that, but I, I loved it. What was your first watch? Yeah, we, oh, I always just remember it being a thing that we watched together, my family, like, we love the vacation movies. It's one of those movies that makes my dad like belly laugh. The, the first one. And I mean, all of these, and it came out in 1989. So I was really young when it came out. And so I don't, we didn't see it in the theaters, but I just remember every year growing up, it was like a movie we watched and it was always on TV and it it became like appointment viewing for my family. And yeah, I just, I think it's one of like the greatest, it's hard to, we can't really roast it because it's just genuinely like, I think a yeah. really well-written movie. It was written by John Hughes and it was uh, mm-hmm. great. And I also learned that Chris Columbus, who directed Home Alone, he was originally supposed to direct Christmas Vacation, but him and Chevy Chase had like a, he he didn't want to work with Chevy Chase. So John Hughes oh. originally tried to get Chris Columbus to Chris Columbus, not the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ferdinand Magellan. Yeah, I don't know why that just came in my head. Like, you need to explain the difference between the Christopher. Yeah. Like, as if people we'll get a know. lot of emails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so John Hughes tried to get Chris Chris Columbus to direct this movie, and then Chris Columbus turned it down because of Chevy, and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Columbus just recently in an interview said he was worried that meant he would never be able to direct a John Hughes movie. And he was devastated that he had to turn it down. Uh, but then right away, John Hughes sent him the Home Alone script and he got to direct that. So it all worked out in the end. But um, Chevy Chase has this mm-hmm. uh, this um, infamous sort of difficulty about being on set. And every he seems like a nightmare to work with. Totally. I, I've encountered him before oh, in New York. He, he used to show up at, um, or he would do shows at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And that's where I started, you know, improv school. And he was at my level one show and like <laughs> tried to join in. He was like, can I just like play with these guys? And they're like, these are beginning improv students. Like, <laughs> I don't think you want to do that. And he was like, let me. So I ran into him backstage. He's <laughs> huge. He's like a giant, giant man. Um, but I've heard, I've heard that about him too. Cause I think that even goes back to like the SNL days, right? Where he's Jenna, just level, kind of like a level one improv, level <laughs> one improv is like, if anyone out there is listening and even considering going to a level <laughs> one show, stop yourself immediately. Do not ever go to a level. I mean, quite frankly, it's not even worth it to go to like, we've both been through that, those programs a million times and like, it's yes. not even worth it to go to level 10 or whatever the end level is. Um, but you certainly don't want <laughs> no. to go to a level one. And I, I think, you know, when you're young, when you're young, like you think you're like a young artist doing improv and stuff like that. And you, you invite your friends to those early shows and you should not do that. Stop it. Do not yes. do that because those level one shows are horrendous. Mm-hmm. If you go and watch one, you are doing the Lord's work. Like I had some friends who came and to this day, I'm like, Hey, thanks again for that thing you did 18 years ago. <laughs> you came to my level one improv show, like true friends. You I know? think about that so too bad. at night. I think about that too at night. Like I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like, wow, I can't believe that person. I have someone, I'm not going to say his name, but like, I, I have a good friend who's like a well-respected, um, like a critic and personality and whatever uh, person in the media. And he was at one of my very first improv shows and he came to a bunch of them early on. And I, I think sometimes when I'm laying in bed at night, like he's a, like a well-respected culture critic. And here he was at my shitty improv shows and they were (laughs) terrible. They're always terrible because there's always just like someone who, you know, just improv, they just decide to take a class for fun, which I get that's, you know, that's what it should be for. But, um, you know, they don't know any of the rules. And so they're just on stage doing just the craziest things. And, and no one is equipped to know what to do with that human. We had, I had a guy in like Second mm-hmm. City in Chicago. We used to call him Rick Finger Gun because he would always be on stage. And like every character, <laughs> it was like fucking Michael Scott. Like he would always do the finger gun. I think he might've gotten that yeah. from the office, but he would always... Every scene, he would like take out his like gun out of his pocket, but he wouldn't do an improv gun. He'd do just the finger gun. And oh. every single scene he was in, he would do it. <laughs> that is so tragic. That it, oh, no, who was also in my level one class? I'm remembering Padma Lashmi. <gasps> no way. Like, the top, yeah, the top chef producers wanted her to get better at improv. So they threw her in an improv class. <laughs> oh my God. How was she? Yeah. She was great. She was really cool. Very I sweet. I love her. I love yeah. her. Yeah, and I love her too. Yeah, she's she was fantastic. I took improv classes at the Groundlings with we're just talking about improv now for like uh, yeah. <laughs> um there was uh did you know Jacinda Barrett? She was like on the real world and then she became an actress. She like got some good roles. She still gets some good work, but she was in a ground mm-hmm. she came and did like a groundlings class. And I remember being like, Oh my god, she's like a legit act- actress. What is she doing here? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, and of course, they all have you an know? agent. Yeah. They have an agent who's like, you need to happen in an improv class. And then they do. Yeah. I, oh, you know who also was in um, Christmas Vacation is Laura Dern's mom, Diane Ladd, who's an <gasps> amazing actress. Um, and she's also in Enlightened. She plays her mom in that show as well. But why she plays Clark's never, mom. Why did I never even put together that that's Diane Ladd? And you, of course, worked with Laura. Um, but but I never put together that that was, of course, Diane Ladd. Right? I know. It, it like totally escapes me. Oh, and you know the cute, um, much older couple? Isn't like Cousin Barney or Cousin Eddie? Irwin? I, I should... Oh, that guy but then that like super elderly couple shows up later on oh, 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 um yeah. let me see if i can find it and then it's aunt betty or something like that um, well the oldest woman she was be- she's betty boop yeah the oldest woman um yeah yeah she's she was the voice of betty boop and this was her last performance this oh, was her very last performance yeah you know jenna they were I- so funny in this I think I mentioned this on the show, but I did, I'm sure I've mentioned this a million times, but I interviewed Beverly D'Angelo who plays Ellen Griswold. And it's one of my favorite interviews I've done. And um, she's great. Uh, But check that out. It's on my other podcast, Everything Iconic. But we talk a little bit about Christmas Vacation. And one of the things that was interesting to me was that they don't make money on the merch because now they sell a lot of Christmas Vacation merch. They sell like those moose wine glass or those moose glasses. I have those. Yeah. And the punch bowl. That's right. I drank. I think I drank eggnog out of that at your at your house once. Yeah, uh, in the old world, when you could socialize. Miss it. Um, I miss it. That oh, that's so sad. They don't get residuals on all that. Yeah, I'm know? sure they're doing just fine off off this movie alone. But you know, it's always I'm mm-hmm. always endlessly fascinated by like the merch sales from these because I think I was talking on Twitter about mm-hmm. this. Like Elf now has like Elf cereal and Elf cookies and Elf coffee creamer and it's like what is going on here oh. they they're just merchandising these christmas movies Weird. out the wazoo and it's wow. crazy it's crazy that is crazy um yeah. i love julia louis dreyfus in this movie her and her husband as the next door eight like the perfect 80s power mm-hmm. couple you know like all these blu-ray they have like a bunch of dvd players or something lined up laser disc Maybe it has to be it laser it has to be laser disc yeah yeah, like when the gutter icicle goes shooting through and like sparks one out. I'm like, I just love their home decor. Whoever yeah. whoever decorated their house was like, they nailed it. And the outfits they wear when they're working out, like those space suits. <laughs> they're just crazy the space ma- the suits. The matching jogger suits. I just oh. finished a Veep rewatch. Like we just finished the last episode two nights ago. And Julia mm-hmm. Louis-Dreyfus is truly the funniest fucking human of all time like i think she's brilliant yeah she's amazing yeah i am i think that was uh i think they're probably my favorite part of this whole movie i mean besides just chevy's reactions like he's really funny you know because it's so over the top you know and i think like there's something about clark griswold that i think every straight midwestern or every straight dad like sort of fancies themselves a Clark Griswold or like that sort of family man. Who's also got a very quick temper. Like, I don't know, Clark, I don't, maybe it's by design or something, but it it does. He reminds me exactly of my father, you know, like in so many ways. And really, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Does your dad decorate like that? Like, is he, does he go overboard? He just, my dad, when he goes in on something, he goes all in and he has a very little, 
temper or a short fuse, or I don't know what the right term is. Like he has a very, very short fuse. Mm-hmm. So like even that, that end speech where it's like, um, Clark is, he ends that end speech where he's like, where's oh, yeah. the Tylenol? You know, that's that iconic speech. Mm-hmm. I feel like my dad has given versions of that. Like when my dad gets mad or something happens, I, I told the story on my other show about my dad buying a car that didn't fit in the garage. And he like, he got like the Hulk and like ripped down the cabinets that were in the garage to try to fit the car in the garage. And he was just, he would, was like losing it. And he kept blaming, we heard him like swearing in the garage and he was, he was like, motherfucking Zaremba, that fucking Zaremba didn't know how to build a house. And he was talking about the builder of the house who like, you know, we'd never even met before, but he was just like swearing at this man Zaremba. And like, literally, like, I don't think it was just who built the house. Like it wasn't, my dad like blamed him for not being able to fit the car in the garage. Cause he got this big ass car from an auction that didn't fit. <laughs> like, so, so my dad, super when, funny when he gets like that, he just like, he sees red and just he'll swear. And he, he's just doesn't even know what he's saying. It's like, he's just blaming Zaremba for his life's problems. For not knowing that. Yeah. He would get, one day get like a expedition. Um, I read that that scene. So that rant was so long that they were afraid he was going to, you know, forget some of his lines. So all the cast, um, you can tell when you rewatch it, are facing him. And they have cue cards on, on oh ropes um, on their chest. And so he was like, you can see him, his eyes move from person to person because he's literally reading the rant. I was like, that's so oh my smart. God, that, makes, that makes sense because it is a hard, that would be a hard thing oh, to memorize. So hard. Yeah. Did, did you see the vacation reboot with... Ed Helms, who I hate Ed Helms. I'm sorry to anyone who likes him. I hate him. But I did like, the movie was sort of cute. Christina Applegate uh, is the wife I in it. I love her. And, and Chevy and Beverly D'Angelo, they appear in a scene. And it's a cute movie. It's like, it's fun. It's not the best, but it's fun. But I just wish it wasn't Ed Helms. It's like, there was a time in American history where they were giving him like lead roles and nobody wants that. Everything. Yeah. I'm also, I'm not a huge fan either. I feel like he's, He's someone, someone who I think a lot of people in the industry don't like. <laughs> really? You know, oh, I didn't know that. People be, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard some other people be like, ah, fucking Ed Elms. Um, I think uh, I, I saw them taping Vegas Vacation in the <sighs> MGM Grand. I was on oh vacation my with my family. And my talk about like parents and like seeing their own celebs. Like my parents were so excited. They were on the casino floor. And Chevy, again, is so tall. He's just ahead above everyone. And so... Um, I think we were going to go to a theme park or something. My parents were like, that's canceled. We are watching this. So like, <laughs> I think we might be like in the background oh of one God. of the scenes, you know, cause they were just filming in the casino, but I, I, like since- I think that's underrated. I think Vegas vacation is underrated. Mm-hmm. I really think it's a funny fucking movie. It's good. Mm-hmm. It yeah. didn't, it didn't do never- as well as the others, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Is the is the is the Christina Applegate one worth the watch? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's cute. I think it's definitely worth the watch. Like if you go in with low expectations, okay. like I think you, there's like a lot of good laughs in it. There's a, a supporting performance from Regina Hall that she's really funny in it. That she only has like oh. a, a couple scenes, but she of course like steals them. And then yeah, mm-hmm. the kids are good. It's I think it was the same creators or writers who did were the Millers and. Um, horrible bosses so it, it has that sort of vibe to it and it's not a reboot it's like a continuation ed helms plays rusty griswold so he plays 
you know, Chevy's son. And, you know, in all of those movies, they were grown up. Um, mm-hmm. So he plays the son. And then uh, uh, Judd Apatow's wife, what's her name? Um, Leslie Mann. Oh, Leslie Mann. She plays Audrey. Mm-hmm. And in the movie Audrey, in the, in the oh. remake or in the, the new one, she's married to Chris Hemsworth and Chris Hemsworth's really funny too. So there's like some really funny stuff. And Chris Hemsworth also Ooh. like has the scene where he's like showing off his dick and I can't explain that further, but it's worth, it's worth looking up. Oh yeah. I will definitely watch it then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, oh yeah. Um, Uncle Eddie is, I think also one of the funniest characters of any show ever. Like the way he's just, yeah, he's such a bozo. It's so delightful. So delightful. You know, my favorite little detail of Christmas Vacation is Uncle Eddie's dicky when he's wearing that white mm-hmm. sweater over the the mm-hmm. black dicky that you can see as a mm-hmm. dicky and not a turtleneck. It's just like perfect. Like I don't know the costume designer if they decided that or if it was written it was, in the script or what. It was his wife. I just read that during my research. What? His wife had the idea. Yeah. Um Quaid's wife was like, Oh, you should do this. And then he like took wore it to set. And they're like, that's a great idea. Isn't that so rad? That's right. Amazing. I think he's yeah. crazy now. I think Randy Quaid is crazy now. But yeah, isn't he banned from the country? Is Probably. he exiled? Unclear. Probably. Unclear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I think I love that. His one line where the sh- when the shitter's full, like to me, that's just so funny too. Yeah. It's just like the sh- shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh and when when chevy remember when he like loses his shit on all the decorations he's like throwing the reindeer yeah. you know when everything i guess when they were filming it he punched the sleigh and broke his pinky but he didn't want to ruin the take so he like started just over kicking everything and that's the one they used in the movie and he actually oh broke God. his pinky isn't that crazy oh my God. that's like, crazy Gosh. yeah you, you know yeah jenna we talk a lot about scripting these kind of movies and christmas vacation reminds me of something i think we've talked about before in terms of like this isn't written like a normal movie you know it's a lot of vignettes and sketches but there's not really like a huge overarching um plot of course he's trying to get the christmas bonus but ordinarily i think we both know a studio or a production company would say you need more of a story to this and i love one of the things i love most about this movie is that it is just sort of a real life slice of life and although it has him wanting the christmas bonus that's not like a huge um want does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and like putting a pool in you know is his one fantasy uh-huh. Yeah, I like that about it too because the, the stakes are not super high, you know. Right. And and the cast, I mean, everyone in it is so good too. You know, Juliette Lewis is hilarious. Yeah, I love her a lot I do too. Um, and Johnny Galecki is the son who he's from Roseanne, and then also he did that other show on CBS. Um, which that, oh my god, Jenna, wait, are Big you Big Bang? Right? Are you watching Flight Attendant? Have you heard of no. the show Flight Attendant? It's so good. It's no, what's it on? HBO Max, and it stars Kaylee Cuoco, who was in The Big Bang mm. Theory with Johnny Galecki. And she's like mm-hmm. this flight attendant, and I auditioned for it, actually. Of course, obviously, I didn't get it, but <laughs> the show's really good. And she like wakes up and finds out this guy that she had slept with is dead, but she doesn't remember killing uh-huh. him. And so she's like putting all the pieces together. It's very like... 
it's very soapy in the best what? like kind of bingey way. So I, I encourage everyone to check it out. It's on HBO Max. It's amazing. And it's it makes you like Kaylee Cuoco. That's Quaco, rad. I never had any sort of opinion about Kaylee Cuoco before. And now I'm like, I, I love her. Mm-hmm. I stan her. That's rad. I have HBO Max. I will binge this. So it's like a soap opera? Or is it funny? It's kind of like, uh, have you seen Search Party on TBS? It's sort of like a murder mystery, but like comedic murder mystery. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Yes. I'll check it out. Check it out. It's fun. It'll yeah. make you have feelings for Kaylee Cuoco. Ooh, I'm open to that. I'm open to having new feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're oh, right. Every, everyone in this movie is great. Christmas Vacation. Like, across mm-hmm. the board, the older actors, Doris Roberts, who I always love and everything, she has a she has this one little wow. moment where she's swallowing her drink and then she hiccups. And it's such a small, yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny little moment, but it's so perfect. I don't know. It's so perfect. Yeah. And I, I know. Cause I feel like with some of those movies, they could have really um, skimmed on the casting, but the fact that everyone is like really, really solid and has all their little moments and things, you know, and the chaos of when all the uh, older people come into the movie and they enter that door. And one of them is asking Rusty to like rub her feet or something or I'll give you a quarter or something. Yeah. And I'll give Audrey a quarter too. And he's like, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I really like that. It reminds me of 16 candles also, you know, when like she has to sleep in the same room as her brother and like what a nightmare that right. is. Right. Yeah. You know, I but, used to hate when we would have family come and stay. We had these relatives who lived in Chicago when I lived in Ohio and they would come to stay with us. At, usually it wasn't during the summertime, but they would come for like a weekend or a week or however long it was. And I always had to give up my room and we lived in a really small house when I was really young. And it was the worst thing like to have to share a room with your brothers and then to have some other person just get your room. I was like, why did they get my whole room? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't comprehend Like, my that. stuff is in there. Yeah. It was like, can't they yeah. stay on the couch or something? Like, why do we have to stay on the couch? <laughs> yeah, or get a hotel. Like, they should have got... That's the get thing. When you go visit people, like, get a hotel, right? right. And then you like, have your own guest room. And also, it's like, if you can't afford it, I get it you know, some people might not be able to afford it, but then to put, put a family out like that for a long period of time is just a big pain in the ass. Like it just is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Well, so would you have to like sleep in a den or in the basement or where would you guys go? <laughs> we would all, it depended like some years the whole crew would come and then some years it would be like a pared down crew. So I always had to give up my room and then sometimes my brother would, and we'd all, we would sleep in the basement or, which our basement like wasn't finished. So we would sleep in the basement on like a concrete floor. Like, it was like, oh, no. it was really, uh, like the home alone basement. Yeah. It was like, it, that's literally what it was. Like our, we had like extra linoleum. That was, you remember linoleum? Do they still use that? Yes. Um, we had extra linoleum from the kitchen that was like in part of the basement, but it wasn't even like attached properly to the ground. So it was just like, leftover linoleum that my dad was like, Oh, I'll put this in the basement. And then, <laughs> so we were like sleeping on because the, like, linoleum that wasn't attached the, to the floor. Wait, what was the contractor's name again? Zaremba. The guy that, 
So Zaremba didn't finish the the basement either. This fucking guy. Zer- fucking Zaremba. <laughs> oh, that motherfucking Zaremba. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> he would just yell. Oh my god, he hated Zaremba. To this day, you say that and he gets PTSD. Yeah. Also, I by the way, wait, the, like, Jen, I want to say no one mentioned I, that no one mentioned that I on social media or anything the name Zaremba because I talked about this on my other show and people were posting about it and he's it actually exists and I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to discredit this he's a, he's a great builder it just my dad was uh, the point is he's crazy um, so I should have changed the mm-hmm. name um, and I will oh. if I going forward if I ever write about Zaremba or talk about him again. I'm going to have to change the name, but um, I just wanted to give a little... Yeah, no one... (laughs) No one go after him. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, That's It could have been a woman, too. To be honest, I don't know if Zaremba was a woman or a man. And it might have not even been a... I I think it was a man, but maybe it was just like the company name or something. But the point is, my doubt, that fucking Zaremba. Yeah. It's so funny that he was ripping out the cabinets himself. Just like, did he, I mean, he turned into the Hulk? Like, he he literally did. He turned into the Hulk and just ripped him down. And then the car still didn't because the car that he got was like a a police. I forget what they called it. It was like a um, oh the Crown Victoria. I don't know. It was like a really long car. It was it wasn't a yeah. big oh, SUV. It a, um, it was a. I'd have to a, ask him. It was like was an old Jewish cop car. It was like the okay. car they used to use. He got it at a police auction. Like I think somebody died in it or something. Oh. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so he got, got it home so- and it didn't fit in the garage. Like it just was so long that it didn't fit. Yeah. Oh, I would have just left it outside, you know? Yeah. But um, I anyway. guess when you want it to be inside, you know, that's uh, really funny. Someone died in it. <laughs> maybe. We were unclear. Um, but so Probably. one of the other things I want to talk about Christmas Vacation is the music, specifically how it opens with this animated sequence, which I always loved as a kid. And it's so disconnected from the movie, but I, I love it. I love that opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's so jolly. Great. So jolly. And the Meli Kaliki Maka during his fantasy when he sees the shop girl. Um, and, you know, we talked know. about Home Alone. We did a whole episode on Home Alone. And I don't know if I, mm-hmm. if we mentioned in that episode, one of the things I think elevates the movie Home Alone is the music, specifically the score. It was John Williams did the score. And maybe we mentioned it, maybe we didn't. But I, I think that elevates that movie so much. And Christmas Vacation also has a, a great score. And, but, but the Home Alone one is like epic. Like the scoring in that movie is epic. And it just it mm-hmm. puts it on a different level. So. Totally. And I, I noticed that too when um all the grandparents arrive, the music turns into like this jaws, like a very scary, like oh dude, 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 you know. Um also I was, you know, tooling around on the IMDB looking for fodder for today. And um there are like 36 stunt people and they all just look like our parents. Like they look like normal oh people. <laughs> Because I realized, like, no one in this movie is, like, jacked, like, pretending to be Mark Wahlberg, you know, or, like, Will Smith. It's like, oh, you know, they have to have bodies of normal people. And I forgot that. Interesting. Yeah, and there are a lot there's, of... St- there's nothing cooler. <laughs> there's a lot of stunts at the end, too, with the, when the squirrel is running through the house, which I think we've mentioned before. We love that that's a re- it looked like a real squirrel just running around a tree. Beautiful. hmm Yeah. I All like, those- too, the opening when they... All those little drive details. out to get the tree. Ugh. Yeah. 
Jenna, that tree, that tree scene. There's the moment when they do that stunt with the car and it like lands in the snow and Chevy Mm -hmm. just has his reaction of like, well, we're here and everything's chaos. (laughs) So good. Mm -hmm. I love that. I miss that tradition of going out to a Christmas tree farm. I mean, I have you ever been to one of those where you saw it down yourself? No, we always had a fake tree. We we never had a real okay. tree. My brothers told oh. me like before I was born, they remember getting a real tree, but I wasn't around, so I don't remember it. We always had a fake tree when I was born. Did something traumatizing happen? Did no, you I change don't think so. the tradition. I'd have to okay, ask. ask Linda I, next time. I think Linda yeah. just hated the needles everywhere. Like I, she always would, she still to this day says like, you know, I'm not getting a real treat because there's just pine needles everywhere. You know, she, I, she's still to this. So mm-hmm. she must've been traumatized by the pine needles at some point. Yeah. Yeah. My parents eventually also got an artificial one, which they're, they're great. Yeah. I have a, I got a real one this year. Um, it's cute. It's a little four and a half uh, feet tall. Yeah. One. All did you go to a farm? Such, like, did you smell. Get it? Whole Foods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do love that. That Christmas tradition of yeah, they were in the parking lot. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll impulse buy a Christmas tree from you guys. Like that, whatever. That long-standing um, family tradition of going to Whole Foods, where you can also <laughs> I don't know I don't know about the Whole Foods you went to, but the Whole Foods here in West Hollywood, at least pre-COVID, you could get a massage there as you like left. Did you ever see that? <laughs> Oh, they had that in Venice too. Yeah, yeah there was like, like a, massage a, a masseuse people. waiting. Right, yeah. like where you where you they have a micro a uh, microwave and tables set up to like eat your lunch, and then there's just people giving like chair massages, which is like who's going to Whole Foods and getting a massage? Like that's so crazy. Wow, you get a Christmas tree and a massage and like <laughs> essential oils, full service wow. at the Whole Foods. Wow. Yeah. Service. <laughs> they match you up with someone so you have a date now and a, yeah. a plus one um, <laughs> um that tree really scene so in christmas vacation though i love when they get it home and they open it it's first of all the biggest fucking tree in the world that like doesn't fit in the house mm-hmm. and then the sap is on his hands and we see later when he's using or flipping through the magazine and it's just sticking it's so funny so many details like that though I- that i think are just hysterical Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And he gets on her hair. And um, I love his pajamas. The pajamas he's wearing, I guess he kept them from the set. Chevy oh, still has them. Yeah. But they're so, I love pajama sets. We This has come up on our podcast right. before, too. Jenna, yeah. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss, this is our last episode of the season. I'm going to sincerely mm-hmm. miss your insane research that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Which to no. me, the, the pinnacle of that that research this season was when you um, were looking up the man from The Grinch, uh, who people who played young Grinch, and people were very upset that we didn't point out that he was also from the show Passions. Um, and so I just I want to oh. lay out a correction for our listeners that he, that man who played Little Grinch was also from Passions. Mm-hmm. So we we hear you, we That's see so you, and we're sorry we missed that. And yes. I, and Jenna, I, uh, I'm sorry that you missed that in your research. Yes. because I, I think I did bring up that he was in, he has like 60 credits on IMDb, which is a lot. So to the fans, I'm very sorry. I should have known that because Lindsay Hartley was in Passions. Yeah, there you so go. One, so. She started in my Lifetime movie. Yeah. Um, I do love the deep research. I did Google um, bad reviews of Christmas Vacation. There aren't any. Um, well, that makes except sense. for Roger Ebert. Yeah, Roger what? Ebert was like this. This movie doesn't make sense. 
which that guy also didn't like okay. Billy Madison when it came out. Exactly. I was like, Roger Ebert is not that woke. Um, yeah, he didn't like it. He was like, the script is nonsense. None of the hijinks make sense. I was like, That's you dumb. are crazy, sir. Well, yeah, you know, exactly. I was like, it's a- also, technically, this movie just, there's not as much embarrassing stuff. I mean, we always go back to, uh, of course, in Christmas with the Cranks, that frozen cat you know, that's like a crazy mm-hmm. visual or in Jingle All the Way when there's like a little person on Arnold Schwarzenegger's shoulders and he gets punched and we see the little person flying through the air. Like that's, those are just embarrassing visuals. Like I don't think that Christmas yes. has anything so cringy like that. Um, so it's just, mm-hmm. I think it's just genuinely a good movie. I don't think there's, it's just not a bad movie. I think. My yeah, opinion. I totally agree. This is one that my family does watch on Christmas Eve year after year because you know there's nothing super graphic and it's just so funny and bringing up beverly d'angelo again which didn't you spend you spent a couple hours with her yeah right, and, chatting and not about- only that we're like friendly and so we haven't texted in a long time but we like kept in touch we've we'd seen each other a couple times since i first interviewed mm-hmm. her and we're like buddies there you know she was supposed to have a podcast i don't know what's happening with it but i went and recorded an episode with her of it and we like hung out afterwards um and she was like the best and i would yeah she's like the best and she's so smart she's been through so much stuff in this industry Mm -hmm. and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i like loved her i fell in love with her yeah she's the perfect um wife character you know with chevy as the husband she's so calm Right. You know, and just very like, yes, like whatever you think. Like, I really just like that vibe. And she's she so gets, funny. She gets a few really good moments in this movie. There's that one where she's smoking the cigarette in the kitchen, which is so like a mom <laughs> thing to do. Um, and then also she has this mm-hmm. moment that was improvised by her at the very end when there's at the house and they're told to freeze and she freezes with her hand on her husband's crotch and it's such a funny visual and she uh, apparently improvised that too so you know i i like when funny the women in these movies because especially at that time often the women didn't have a lot of fun stuff to do i like that she still has Mm -hmm. these really great moments and i wish she had more but totally oh that's funny that she improvised that that's great he's like you know i'm just gonna grab his crotch i I used to find him chevy used to be really sexy too back in the day like in the original vacation i think he was very a very sexy man um you know he's much older now and apparently a monster uh but you know just when i was younger as a kid i remember seeing that first one i was like oh he's handsome i was into it Mm -hmm. yeah that's how i feel about richard gear i mean he's still hot now but young richard gear was like shockingly attractive so hot young richard gear no yeah yeah you know i remember yeah. I, young uh, harrison ford young harrison ford when i was really young and the internet first came about i remember seeing like mm-hmm. stills from a richard gear in a movie where he like is fully nude and yeah that got me through my it might have been american gigolo right that's it yeah I just finally saw that. And I was like, where I, I've been sleeping on Richard Gere, you know, Wait. I love that. You, that's the first thing you Googled. Also. I love that you were just recently watching American gigolo. <laughs> yes. like, what were you, what was the story? Oh, I, I was uh, on a date with an older man and he was like, you haven't seen American gigolo. And I was like, all right, throw it on, man. <laughs> It was from a contemporary piece from his time. I think that's why it's so. good to date older, older people. Cause you get experience with, um, you know, st- uh, 
pop culture and content, classic (laughs) cinema. Also, I always think that's also a good reason to date younger too, because you can keep up with the youths. I was just listening to an interview with someone where they were saying, it's good to always have young people around you in business because it keeps you fresh. Either way though, Mm -hmm. on either side, it's good to have someone that you can count on to introduce you to things you wouldn't be aware of. Like American Gigolo. Like American Gigolo and TikTok, right? (laughs) (laughs) Two ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Oh, so funny. I think I'm going to probably watch this one on Christmas Eve. You know, they have a Christmas vacation. There's a Christmas vacation too. I just think it's important that we briefly mention it's called Christmas Vacation 2, Eddie's Eddie's Island Vacation or something like that. And it's terrible and don't watch it. Even if you're a completist and want to watch all of them, it's just not good. There's no Chevy, no Beverly. It's um, the original Aubrey's in it. Um, Is it Aubrey or Audrey? Why do I keep mixing it up? I forget, I hope, actually. I hope I didn't mix um, it up. I'm sorry if I did, but you know what? Here we are. But you're right. The premise is that Eddie and um, his wife get trapped on a tropical island, right? Is that for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't see that. I was like, oh, it must be so bad. It was like an NBC <laughs> movie in maybe like the year 2000 or something. And I remember when it came out and I was so offended. I was like a high school teen and I was like, how dare they do this? You know, I thought I was a cinephile at the time because I took one film yeah. class in high school. How dare they do this and ruin a classic? I was petitioning outside my high school, just like, they can't do this to this movie franchise. How dare they? Yes. Oh, gosh. This is so fun. Jenna, any final thoughts on Christmas vacation? Any, anything else you want to wrap up with? Oh, you know what? I want to say bring back the vibes of holiday bonus. I like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And also, um, I think you're ready to wrap up. Um, I think I'm going to get those uh, um, moose glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to order those. Christmas vacation swag. Is that you? You got them online? Yeah, they're on. They sell a bunch of them on Amazon, different kinds. Or you go to Etsy. You know, I really want in this movie. He's holding Clark when he's at the office. Is holding this Tasmanian Devil mug, coffee mug, and I really want that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. they make it anymore, but if anyone out there, if any listeners have any intel on where I could find that Tasmanian Devil coffee mug, I love a good coffee mug. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not interested if it's not 16 ounces or bigger because I hate a small. Yes. It's got to be a, a big size mug, which I don't think that looked super big, but I would love a Taz that looked like that. That's like 16, 18, 20 ounces. 20 ounce mug is Perfect. my favorite. To me, that's like the ideal oh. size. Mm-hmm. I have one that's 20 ounces. It just says um, coffee in one hand, confidence in the other. I was like, yes. Love that. I love confidence. Yeah. Um, Jenna, what about you? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Film? I mean, I love Christmas vacation and there's so many great moments. Of course, we just sort of scratched the surface, but this was so fun, uh, you know, covering all of these movies with you. Obviously, you and I, we love working together and getting to hang out and see each other. And yeah. even though we might not be doing episodes throughout the year, we'll be still chatting and, and hanging out. And so hopefully yeah. we can throw in an extra episode or something because it's been so fun. And to see the show grow the way it has this season 
and people listening yeah. and sharing with friends. It's been amazing that other people like these mm-hmm. Christmas movies as much as we do. And so we just want to thank everyone for taking the ride. And we apologize for not even recapping mm-hmm. the movies sometimes and just talking about who, <laughs> yes. who Leonardo DiCaprio is having sex with. <laughs> Which is also very, you know, tis the season. Important. And important, uh, important discourse. Um, yeah, this has been so rad. And there's, so many more movies for us to cover next year. So if you have faves, comment on our Insta, a very merry iconic podcast. There are so many, so many different movies that we haven't gotten to and holiday and otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, I just saw this movie Godmother. Did I text you about this? Um, It's a great, it's a Christmas movie that was just added to Disney plus with Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. It's so good. Jenna. I encourage everyone to check it. It's very family friendly. So it's not racy at all. It's like for kids, but there's a lot to like for adults. And with Isla Fisher, Jillian Bell, who's hilarious. Um, oh, and I it's set her. at Christmas time. So there's a lot of Christmassy stuff. But anyway, we have that just goes to show you that we have so many movies to check out. And I hope everyone, if you haven't listened to our episodes from last season, go check those out. Um, I know this is like a tough Mm -hmm. year for the holidays because people are isolated and not with their families. So um, we hope that the show brought you a little fun and joy and uh, relief this holiday season. And we love you guys for listening. Thank you. Yeah. And reach out to us too if you um, are forced to watch Polar Express. Uh, we're here to offer emotional support. So. <laughs> and Jenna, one more plug. Thank I'm, you. One more plug. I got to say, uh, check out my podcast, Everything Iconic. Um, there's two new episodes every uh, day of the, or every week. There's two new episodes, and then also I have a bunch of merch, holiday merch available at EverythingIconic.store. You could check out that. You could find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, and you are at jenna.brister and we love you guys and we want to leave you we want to leave you with a chat with uh, marie osmond and a special appearance from my mother linda pellegrino Uh, we hope you guys enjoy this little chat and uh, we'll talk to you guys next year happy new year uh, and we love you happy holidays love you wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm here with the one and only, a queen, an icon, and a legend, Marie Osmond. Marie, well, how are you doing today? I just think I'm just going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, I'm doing great. I'm so excited because not only am I a fan, of course, I've followed your work for forever, um, but we have my mom here on the Zoom, and she is no joke. 
one of your biggest fans. She's seen you Hi, live hundreds of Linda? times. That's Linda. Yes, right? Linda. Hi, how, how are, are you? you? I feel great. I am. I was so excited when Danny said he was going to interview you. I said you have to somehow put me on for a minute because <laughs> I've been one of your best. I've been one of your uh, fans for a lot of years. Oh, bless um, your heart. We, we've seen you guys in Las Vegas at the Flamingo probably a dozen times. We've oh seen God. you guys up in Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah. Up in Windsor, Canada. I've seen your Christmas show many times. It's wonderful. Oh, how cute. So it's so cute that your mom is there. When my mom got sick, I was doing a radio show so that I could stay home with my my mom and help her and help my dad. And my dad would come over every day on that radio show and oh. sit by me. And he would just love it, you know, for a couple hours every day, just sit there and laugh and and interviewed people. It was so fun. I love that your mom is with well, you. That's it's so truly, it was truly so exciting for me because I've, I've interviewed so many people and oftentimes they're people my mom is just not very excited about. So when I found out you were coming on the show and she's no joke, like you're, you're oh, the tippy you're top so for her. Cute, Linda. Well, thank and, you. I, and I have to put da- Donnie in there also because you and Donnie are both my. <laughs> I know you probably wouldn't like that, but that's okay. This is, this is the Danny and Marie show. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so Marie, um, you know, speaking of doing live shows, you're not you're not performing right now, of course, because of this time we're in. Are you right. missing it? Are you missing being on stage? Yeah, especially the holidays, because uh, I I did a holiday show even before Donnie and I got back together in Vegas, and we were there for 11 years, but um, I just, I really love it, and I had all these um, wonderful symphonic dates booked to do, uh, I have a new album coming out first of the year, it was going to come out actually for the holidays, but um, COVID shut that down too, <laughs> but it, it's getting finished right now, we're shooting, we just shot the cover, and uh, it's being it, it, anyway, it's very exciting. But anyway, um, it should come out uh, sometime next year, like the beginning of the year, because all of those dates and others, we're booking more right now, uh, we're putting into the new year, uh, and we're going to be doing symphonic uh, shows with the album as well as holidays. So it's all being booked for 2021. Oh, that's amazing. And you yeah. also just had a recently a Lifetime Christmas movie, and you've You've yes. done a bunch of these, and I think I read you're doing. Two, you have two more, sort of in the works. Is no, that- I have not done a bunch of these. The last time I tried this, I I went to I moved to New York when I was mm, young, like maybe 1920, and I studied with Lee Strasberg, and it's something that I really always wanted to do. And then our family had financial difficulties, so I had to go back to work. And I'm not complaining because I, I went into country, and I love, you know, I I am a little bit country. I started at age 12 and a half, you know. <laughs> Paper Roses. And so I did all that and, and uh, did songs with Donnie. And then I went back into the country, but I've always wanted to act. And so um, with Lifetime, uh, I just look, am I the greatest actress in the world? Absolutely not. But if you don't do it, you're not going to get better. Right. And so I just thought, why not? You know, there's a lot of great parts. I am producing one in January and I'm doing another one uh, the, uh, in the middle of the year. But they're really wonderful parts, and they're not super heavy, so they're they're great learning experiences, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, just 
good thinking in them. You know, they're, they're really, fun. they're fun. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I love, I, you know, I'm a huge fan. Obviously I have this show all about these Christmas movies and I love them. And I think Lifetime has really stepped it up in a way, you know, I was watching the the movies that they've been putting out this year and they're all fantastic and, they you know, really production are. value and everything. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. You know, you look at the budget on some of these and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And working with, with inc- incredible people too. Um, you know, that, that's a big part of it. And so, uh, yeah, I love them. I did their commercials for Lifetime Holiday last year. And then, remember, that's the one where there, there were two of me sitting on my right. shoulders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did the ones this year, which is, you know, keep it, keeping it simple, which obviously I did not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. They're so much fun to work with. I've had a great time. They're good people. They're fantastic. Now, yeah, they really are. Looking back on your career, whether it be uh, acting, music, is there one sort of peak high point that you look back on and think, wow, that was maybe the most meaningful create? creatively or the most fun? That's a good question. I think for me, I mean, I was so blessed to grow up working with, I mean, what I call the great entertainers. And, you know, when you rub shoulders with Bob Hope and Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. taught me how to walk on a stage and, you know, all these things toward USO with Bob and, um, and, and you just learn Lucille Ball. I played Scrabble with Lucille Ball all the time. Uh, you know, you learn a lot of things, but as television and those types of things, I think for me, the most um, fearful, most exciting moment was when I did Broadway for the first time and I had to sing legit soprano. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't go out there, the heels are alive. You know, you couldn't do that. <laughs> and so. <laughs> no, I don't think that. Uh, wrong heels. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was. It was truly, uh, you know, walking out on Broadway was just a really very exciting thing for me. So I was Roger Hammerstein's girl for a while. You mentioned Lucille Ball, who, of course, I worshipped. I loved I Love Lucy more than anything. It's the she was the best, the best. What was she like playing Scrabble with? She was she was tough. And uh, and yet very generous when you did something correctly. But she. Uh, at at the, that stage in the game, she came on Donnie and Marie and uh, she played the tin woman. I played Dorothy and Ray Bolger played himself on the older, the, the, the scarecrow. And uh, who was, who was the lion? I think it was Paul Williams. And then wow. Donnie was uh, the wizard, but working with her and watching her, uh, I went in to the studio and Linda, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, I went in early because I just wanted to sleep on the couch. I was super tired. We had to learn like 350 pages of script in two and a half days. And so I, I went in early, so I avoided the traffic, and I was sleeping on the couch. And all of a sudden, my makeup artist was doing somebody else. And how old was I? 16, maybe? 17. And so I walked by. You know how you just kind of go by the door and you look at, who is that? <laughs> all the time. And all of a sudden, I realized he was doing Lucy. And I watched her get ready, and boy, did I learn some tricks. But it was so fascinating. And, um, I mean, you guys, amazing watching. And and afterwards, I I was walking by, and she jumped out at me. She goes, so did you see everything you wanted to see? (laughs) And I was like, oh, hello, you know. (laughs) And she said, look, you want to last in this business as a woman? Let's start with lighting. 
And so she walked me out onto the set and she showed me and taught me about lighting. She goes, men age gracefully. Women get old. Never let yourself, you know, know your lighting. And uh, and she was just brilliant. Just amazing. Tough. But then, like I said, we go over to her house and she loves Scrabble. Very intelligent. Totally amazing woman. You know, I'm always finding myself on YouTube late at night, like watching old clips of, of Lucy interviews. There was an interview she did on the Joan Rivers show when, when Joan had the late night show. And, huh? and I just recently watched that one. And, um, you know, and speaking of talk shows, I grew up. Carson, I think she did, didn't she? She I did, knew Joan. yeah. yeah I, I met Joan at QVC. That's when Joan and I would hang out. <laughs> oh my God. Joan was the best. I miss Joan. On t- I miss her just. Joan was, Joan was classic. You know, yeah. she knew television and she knew how to, um, she, she's just a funny lady. Always worked, had a very strong work ethic. Her, yeah. uh, I just recently posted on my Instagram. There's a clip of her and Regis. She had filled in for Kathy Lee back in the day. Joan had filled in and the two of them watching their wits. They're so quick and smart and funny. And it was trying just, to outdo the other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They're both great. amazing. Boy, did yeah. they know how to talk to that camera. Amazing. Yeah. What they uh, did. Marie, I also grew up watching you and Donnie on the talk show. And I remember you used to have all the people that I was obsessed with. You had NSYNC and, and Britney Spears and all sort of those I, young. Well, and what's crazy is we were the ones that debuted them. Like Britney, right. the first time she ever sang her song on national television was that show. Right. So we did, you know, it was like uh, all those people. It was really a fun show, wasn't it? Jessica Simpson. Yeah. And I mean, you yeah. had all those pop people. And Shay, all those guys. Yeah. When you look, when you were watching the, that crop of talent, you've obviously seen so many wonderful people and worked with so many wonderful people. But was there one person that kind of stuck out to you and you thought that's going to be someone who's going to have a long career? Does that make sense? Oh, I think you. I think I've seen that um, with quite a few people. I think that the people who transition from child celebrity to adult celebrity. Uh, they they have a really hard work ethic, uh, but I think the long term people are just lovely. They yeah. they really appreciate. They've ridden that roller coaster many times, and you meet the same people going up as you do going down. And uh, I learned a lot from different, especially I watched a lot of the women I worked with. Whether it was you know the you know Farrah's we first show she ever did was ours Farrah Fawcett wow. and. Uh, uh, who was a six million dollar man? Uh, Lee Majors. He we wanted him to do the show because he was the six million dollar man, our pilot. And the only way we could get him is if we had his wife on the show, which was Farrah Fawcett. And we're like, who is she? She hadn't done anything yet. Wow. I think we had her selling dinosaurs or something like that. <laughs> but um, no, I, what I learned is that there were certain women who were um, we, we would call them divas. And they just, I, I, what I noticed, it was a lot of insecurity maybe that was behind the diva. Mm. And, and then there were the other ones that were just professional and lovely and delivered. And so I learned a lot of great things to be and things that I probably didn't want to be. And it was just a, a great, a great school uh, for just how to be a person, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it, it's amazing to watch your career too. Cause you've just, uh, you've been so successful for so long and it's such a rare thing. I mean, I, I mentioned you're an icon, but you truly are an icon. It's like, <laughs> you're so uh, cute. It's amazing. I um, don't think that way. I, you know, I guess you are Marie. You are. <laughs> you are. It is what it is. You are. <laughs> 
you're very kind. Uh, I think you just live long enough. You know, they feel sorry for you, but um, <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I really, I feel very blessed, especially being a woman who has been able to work uh, consistently for 58 years now. Wow. And so it's uh yeah, it's, and I still am very passionate. I think if you lose that passion, it's time to, you know, put, hang up the coat. But when you, uh, when you look at your time on uh, doing talk shows, I mentioned how much I love talk shows. What did you learn about being a, a successful talk show host? Like, what, it, what do you think, even from your appearances on other shows, like, what, what do you think makes a successful talk show host? I think it's not about you. I think you have to really be about them. And like you, look at you, you listen, you're curious, uh, you you know how to, you know what a minute is, you know what I'm saying? You know what two minutes, it's different when you're talking versus what you think two minutes are. So you just have to learn the timing. You have to be very aware of what's going on and read what the audience is enjoying. If something's not working, how to move. It's, it's, um, it's just, a skill that you would learn in an office or any place else, but mostly I think the curiosity. Yeah. By the way, are you related to the Pellegrino water because I really dig it? No, I wish no we, we are not. <laughs> we we have a business, but not that one. But it's a good yeah. business. <laughs> I wish, uh, Marie. Yeah. Uh, I have some other um, uh, some other holiday questions for you. Do you have any favorite Christmas memories? Or is there one that sort of sticks out from whether you were a kid or or uh, more recent? Well, there were a lot of fun memories. One one of my favorite was being in Japan, and we were we were kids. It was our family, and we couldn't find a Christmas tree. My mother and I would go out shopping. I'm the only girl, and so we tried. We bought some kind of a bonsai something and tried to put ornaments on it. And no matter what, my parents really tried to make Christmas a beautiful celebration, whether we were on the road in a hotel room or at home. Um, and uh, I remember that she remember cassette players. <laughs> so there was a, she bought a cassette player and she got that dog barking. Woof, 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 woof. And that's what we woke up to. And I'll never forget going, this is the dumbest, most fun Christmas we've ever had. And we got on that bonsai tree. It was all IOUs because we could fly everything around and I got a tennis racket, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, my dad growing up, he would always wake us up by jumping on the bed and yelling bonsai. Like, that was just <laughs> a thing that I always remember. Yeah. Uh, speaking of family, do you think you'll work with Donnie again? Or do you think, um, you know, enough you with know, Donnie? I, well, we were supposed to do Vegas for six weeks. Yeah. And it ended up being 11 years. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie Spinal Tap. It's kind yeah. of a cult film. Yeah. yeah, we were on stage and we were taking a bow as we were getting to our 10th year. And I looked at him and I said, let's go to 11. And he started laughing. He said, because it's one more. And that's really why we did 11 years. But um, we, we saw you guys the 10th year. I believe we were the there. Yeah. Year? Oh, okay. yeah. Because I knew that next year you guys are done. I knew, you know. But we yeah. And you know what? It was really, it was crazy. But I think we were ready to move on. And I don't know if we'll, if, you know, you never say never because I, I don't like those celebrities say this is my final tour. And then you go back again. It's like, no. So I'm not going to say never, but it's probably unlikely, you know, I mean, I see him, he's my brother, but as far as like performing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite holiday song, a favorite Christmas song? Ooh, ooh, ooh. The, one, ooh, yeah, the barking. <laughs> um, well, you, Linda, you saw the the Christmas show. We do a oh, lot yes, of shows yes. there. 
Uh, I like the costumes are beautiful. Always, the oh, whole show you. is just fabulous. I mean, just fabulous. Oh, we you. we saw that probably about four or five times. Oh, you're and so it was wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. I liked, uh, it's not really a holiday song, but I love it for the holidays. That's How Great Thou Art. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw that, yes. if I see that in the yes. show. And then every now and then I'll throw in an opera piece or something like that. Uh, uh, Your opera is beautiful. Coming down, I mean, like in Vegas, coming down. It just, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I Danny, I love your mother. I'm telling no, you, Marie, like I, I, I have I, been telling him for years and years and <laughs> And, and Maria, I, I'm not I, no joke. She's seen you a million times. And every time I, I live in Los Angeles, she lives in Ohio. And every time we usually meet in Vegas, and it's what? the reason we meet in Vegas is so that her and my dad can go see you and Donnie. Like that was why we Andy, there. did you ever see the show? I've seen it before. I saw it yeah. once or twice. Once, I think, uh, yeah, I think once, once or twice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but they would always say, you have to come to Vegas. We're going to see Donnie and Marie. We're going to see every single time. We're seeing Donnie and Marie. You know, it was such an interesting thing because I think initially a lot of people came to Vegas that were fans of Donnie and Marie, you know, the original variety show and our music. And then we start seeing other generations come. And like I saw my doll buyers. And by the end of that run, we had teenagers in the audience and young kids. And it was so fun. There's a gal on my Instagram. She said, I, I've been a, an official fan of Marie for nine years now. <laughs> And she's so young and she's darling. And it's just, it's, it's interesting where people find you along the way. And uh, when they find you, it's, uh, it's really lovely, but it's, it's been kind of a, Vegas was a generational show for us. So it was really, you saw that we had to make sure there was something for everybody in that show. It was, uh, it was challenging, but really fun. You know, Maria, I want to get a, a little more serious for a second. Uh, oh, right dear. now, 2020 is such a hard year for everyone. And and I always like to ask my guests, like, what what advice can you give someone that's going through a hard time right now that, that you've learned along the way or, or just something that people can hold on to right now? Because it's just a rough year. I mean, I, my mom's here. I'm not going to get to see them for, for the holidays, my family. And it's, you know, so many other it's people are going year. through worse it's things. It's been a whole year that I've seen you. Wow. You know, I, I, yeah, we were supposed to be locked down for what, three weeks or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do my own social media. Uh, I enjoy doing that. I like, um, I, I write these Sunday messages that I keep kind of generic and faith motivational things like that. Count your blessings. And I think that's the hardest thing during COVID is to stay full of faith instead of fear. Um, I think fear will shut anybody down. And I was watching, uh, or was I reading? I, I think I was reading it that um, so many people are just devastated this year and are really struggling with depression and things like that. And businesses closing. I just don't think they realize the effect that it, you can't go to a show. You, it's so hard right. to find something to uplift. Now they're telling us not to hug each other. And uh, it, it's just, it's so difficult for so many people. Uh, and so I would st- I would say try to be the person that gives if, if and also the negativity I just I can't take it yeah. be the person that gives the hope and by doing that I think it makes you feel better uh, to be that you know find find the lemonade out of the lemons and if somebody's having a bad day you'd be surprised what a how are you today or a, a smile even something that simple uh, can make somebody's day and change the mood. Marie, what's next for you? You mentioned the mu- the music is coming out at the beginning of next year. Anything else you can tell us or, or promote and plug? 
Well, Lifetime's got me hooked. Uh, good, I really good, because that's what we want that. Good. That's I enjoyed doing the Christmas edition and Carly was fantastic and, and Rob, all the, everybody, the, everybody involved. So I am uh, producing one that we're going to shoot in January, a movie, and then I'm doing another one uh, early summer. Um, so I've got two more films coming out. And also I have, like I said, I have a bunch of uh, symphonic dates coming out that we've been booking. And so that will be uh, 2021. And there's nothing more incredible than to have that 60 somewhat piece orchestra behind you and you're just singing live. It's, it's something that I hope if you're a little bit country, you'll give it a shot because, (laughs) because it's life changing to me. There's just, when you see all those incredible artists on stage uh, playing and performing, and then you get to stand there as an artist and sing with them. It's, it's, um, it's so moving. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Fun. Marie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, not only for me, but uh, this meant the world I know to my, my mom. And so thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda. Thank have, you. What a pleasure. Your, your son is darling. We love him. <laughs> we love him. Nothing better than our kids. Gotta love She's a little bit country and I'm a little bit gay, but it works. <laughs> it all works. It all works. It's okay. My daughter's gay. I get you. He's a great son. That's it. That's you know, speaking of it. Lifetime, though, I I was telling my mom there's a new one with Fran Drescher and, um, yeah. and there's two gay yeah. leads. And it was so exciting um, to see that Lifetime is also branching out and doing a lot of diverse stories for this holiday season, too. Yeah, I think, you know, there's wonderful writers and I think people are, are just really, um, I think the more love we have for each other, the better. Sure. And uh, it's a, it's a better world. I think too many people sit behind their computers and write nasty things. And I think, you know, allow people to be who they are. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, we should appreciate the freedoms that we enjoy and the, and the, uh, the kindness that we should have for each other. I'm actually working on a a kid's book right now. So um, yeah, I love that. Well, Marie, thank you so much for taking the time. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You have a wonderful holiday. Have a great lifetime. Yes, I will.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.